Icon, baby. Oh, yeah. You stayed up all night and watched the semifinals of the Rugby World Cup, and you saw four gigantic teams going at it on the pitch for all the marbles. And then after it was all said and done, there could be only two. Was it the two you thought it was going to be? Was it one of the teams you thought it was going to be? It was one of the teams I wasn't sure it was going to be, but either way, we're playing rugby at the World Cup one more time, 2019, over in Japan. And this Saturday, I think it's 4 a.m. Eastern or 5 a.m. Eastern, they're going to be going for it in the final, the best rugby you'll ever find on planet Earth. And if you're playing the best rugby on planet Earth, you got to look for the Sausage Hut senior rugby correspondent, Kowski in the Houseki. How you doing, buddy? Not Soviet, Johnny. I'm doing great. Just got back from a epic Tuesday night start league. How are you doing? I'm doing. I'm doing great. Uh, so, you, did you run the table? Did you win all your games? Did you not win all your games? I did you have any trouble uh, with your cricket? Heart, we, we lost a heartbreaker, but it was a close match. So, uh, the innings are. I think we're going to be tied for first in the standings after tonight. Well. As we all know, that's not good for Kowski because if he's not in first place by himself, something's wrong. Are you nursing a wrist injury or something or what? <laughs> Still rounding in the form. Yeah, I, uh, wrist injury finally plowing through it, so I think the second half of the season we're good to go. <laughs> all right. Well, enough darts. Let's get right into the rugby. Kowski. We've got two finalists, and if you would have asked me this question last week, I would have told you, eh, wasn't too sure about that, but, man, England rose to the occasion. They're beefy, and they took on the Kiwis and beat them, and then South Africa and Wales played a gritty, gritty game against each other, and South Africa, the Springboks, came out ahead and setting up Saturday's final. What would you think of the games, buddy? Uh, Yeah, man, they were both. Great games. Is there one you uh, you want to start with? Let's start with England, New Zealand, because that's the most on my that mind. Was the, that was the first game of the weekend. Um, and let's start right you know, with I the Haka. To... Let's start right at the beginning. Oh, because there, the, there was issues with the Haka. And, you know, if you've... I, that's, I, go ahead. That's exactly where I would have started. <laughs> and, um, you know, I I've always... Two, two people unfamiliar with rugby and the haka, you know, it's kind of like this tribal war dance that they do before their matches. And I've always found it kind of weird because, like, the other team basically just comes out and has to watch you, like, talk shit to them. This is kind of how I always yeah. And so England came out this time around and had a little different approach to it. Um, Which I appreciate. <laughs> I, I I loved it. I thought it was great. And I had a couple friends in town for the weekend, and uh, we had to get up early for some hot college football action. So I had a breakfast casserole going about uh, 7.30 Saturday morning. Nice. So, yeah. So we, uh, we watched the game, 
only a few hours behind. None of us knew what happened. And, um, man, they came out for that haka. And normally teams just kind of, like, land up, uh, like, line up on the halfway line and just kind of sit there and pretend like they're not paying attention or they're not intimidated. But um, England came out, and they uh, they formed a V, which a lot of people were, you know, saying uh, V for victory. They, they formed a V and um, basically just stared him down. And uh, the Owen Farrell face is pretty much going viral in England from what I've uh, And who's he? So he's their captain, and he was at, like, the tip of the V. And, like, during their haka, they panned over to him at one point, and he just had this little, like, sly smirk on his face. And I got to admit, I, I saw it on Saturday morning. I was like, dude, he is, like, not punching one bit. It was it was kind of funny. And um, I don't know. It drew a lot of attention from the rugby crowd. <laughs> That's good. Now, not only did they form a – so I, I like the V. And, and, and it's really something if, if I was on the international rugby stage, I would do some sort of mocking, I don't know, maybe a Rockettes type of line where they get up and start kicking their legs or something just to make fun of them back. Because really, this isn't some sort of cultural uh, United Nations cultural whatever. This is a bunch of thugs telling you in another language that basically they're going to rape you and your mother and your sister and d- and do all sorts of really bad things to them and just because it's in the maori language oh it's it's great but if it was in english what those guys were actually saying during the haka everybody would be like oh my god i can't believe it you know i've, I've never actually seen the translation for this Have i've you, seen uh, some of them it? yeah it's dirty <laughs> Like that, those aren't the, uh, when they're when they're sticking that arm up to the elbow. Yeah, man, that's that's what you think it is. They're not telling you good luck. They're telling you you're yeah. you're going to be scarred for life from this experience. <laughs> I had no idea, and I've seen that you know plenty of times. And um, I don't know. I just thought it was awesome because. Man, I, I'm not used to the other. I feel like the other teams just usually try to be a, have a hard ass face. Yeah. And uh, Owen Farrell just came out. Look him up. It, it, you'll you'll find the Owen Farrell smirk in in a split second. But he just he just came out. He stared him down. England did something a little different because normally the other teams just kind of line up. But um, I think there are, like, some other instances of, like, teams kind of giving interesting responses to that. But I'm not that familiar with it. But um, I thought England did a great job. And, man, they came out and scored, like, right off the bat. Oh, like, did, you, just, did you – one more thing. Sorry. They, did you see that no, they, they were they were reprimanded because their V went across – the the center line because because New Zealand's uh, protected you can't go past the center line while they're doing their dance. I actually I actually just saw that note earlier tonight and I meant to look it up and basically I just saw that they were fined and the only guess I would have had was that they went past the halfway line. Yeah. So I guess that you're confirming kind of what I would have thought, but 
I mean, whatever. Who gives a shit? Right. Like, you guys sit there the whole time and try to talk shit to the other team. And, like, I saw some people getting, like, butthurt that he was smirking, like, saying he was disrespectful or whatever. I'm like, what the hell are you guys talking about? This is just... You guys sit there and basically invite a response, and they give you one, so be it. Like, and I don't feel like the players or anything were butthurt about it, but they were definitely, like... Although, I guess you could always find, like online negative comments but right. i don't know i thought it was pretty awesome i was like holy crap man like and i definitely noticed that in the morning i was like man they like they look like they came to play today and and they dished felt it out. Like yeah new zealand, i feel i felt like new zealand was a class of the tournament but when i was watching that I'm like, dude, I think England's going to bring it to that. And I wonder if it actually worked because New Zealand's used to being the intimidating force and they were not. I mean, those those English dudes are they are just as big, just as mean, just as strong as those Kiwis, man. They 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 played the game of their life. So they, and they came right say, out and went right down the middle of the field on them. I was going to say, I don't think I've ever seen England play a better game, and I don't know that I've ever seen New Zealand play a worse game. Like, they got – the scoreboard, like, could have been a lot worse. Like, I've never seen them just dominated like that. They shouldn't have even scored, but basically England gifted them a try. Yeah, right off the bat. Or oh oh you said oh no, England no, gifted no, no. them a try England okay yeah them a try in the second half like or else they would have never even scored which is just like you don't see that happen like they should not have scored in that game except England gave them seven points so you're saying this game wasn't wasn't even as close as the scoreboard nineteen seven yeah nineteen seven had two. England had two tries called back one of them was probably a good call the other one was. Uh, maybe not, but um, I mean, man, I felt like they just controlled that game from beginning to end, and I just, I don't know that I've ever seen New Zealand get whooped around like that before. It was great. I, I enjoyed it because I, I really, it's just, I think more, more people should be bothered by this haka. I'm not, I'm not saying they shouldn't do it, but it is the, <laughs> it's the dictionary definition of dishing it out. So if you dish it out, you should be able to take right. it. It should not be protected by anything. So the other team should exactly. be able to do whatever they want during your stupid haka. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree. And uh, yeah, I just, Man, I really thought that was a great response. And uh, even after the game, though, like I felt like the teams were, were cordial to each other. There wasn't like, I don't know, I feel like everybody's usually pretty good sports for the most part. But Sure. I, that, was, that was impressive to watch. I mean, they controlled that game from beginning to end. And, and how does one control a rugby game, for those who might not be familiar, Kowski? Well, I think they basically, like, kept New Zealand just pinned in their own end, like, the whole time. So, like, even when they, uh, you know, didn't have the ball, New Zealand was, like, back in their own end, just trying to, you know, relieve some pressure here and there. Just, like, they were never, 
they were never on their fucking foot. And I think I kind of alluded to some of these games where you have, like, huge blowouts. It's like, you can't take a knee or anything or run out the clock like football. It's like, you're either going forward or you're going backwards. And yeah. England just kept kept them on their back foot the whole game. They were dictating the pace of the game. <laughs> That's for sure. That's for sure. So, uh, you know, I, that was I, I, that was a a very pleasant surprise. I thought that game was really fun to watch, and I think they're uh, they got to be favorites in the final. So I, I've got some uh, like out outside of rugby type of questions for since you're the expert first off you know, I, I watched a lot of scrums Happy over to the, help. Happy to help. yeah watched a lot of scrums over the past um, few weeks and I'm still not sure why we're doing why we're doing this because I mean it's basically you're giving the ball to one team because it's a it's in the rule books, right, it's supposed to be neutral, but it's never neutral. They're supposed to toss the ball underneath the middle of the scrum, but it never goes to the middle, or what? Uh, yeah, they, um, you know, basically the team that has the scrum is really, you know, at an advantage because they kind of know when it's coming in. And you're right, like, theoretically, like, you can get called for not throwing it down the middle. But, like, basically those guys are really good about towing that line as best they can, or they'll throw it with, like, a little bit of a bounce that they know the bounce is going to go towards their guys, or put a little top spin on it so it spins towards their guys. So, yeah, it's really not a neutral thing. Like, it's not a jump ball in basketball. It's the referee isn't putting it in. Your own guy is putting it in. Right. So I guess that's the. Yeah, they try. They try to make it sound like it's even, but it really isn't. So and and so you kind of have the advantage of knowing that stuff. So. Yeah, and every in in I'm trying to just try to bring it down for people who might not know that much about rugby. You've got all these guys, and pretty much your numbers uh, go to where your where you're at in the scrum. So you've got a couple different rows full of dudes. Yeah, you're numbered by position. And like a scrum is eight on eight. So everybody in the scrum is one through eight, unless like you bring a sub on later. And they, and they run into each other. And is that, is that like a, a, a test of strength between the teams because well, it looks like a lot of times the scrum breaks down and then somebody gets awarded a penalty and I don't know why you know it's like they get they, they get you the know, scrum growing to one side and then all of a sudden somebody celebrates and I'm not really sure why they're celebrating yeah you know I played for a long time and I'm still trying to figure <laughs> some of that stuff out <laughs> but um you know there's basically luckily my my uh, games played in the front row is is pretty limited, so uh, I really am happy about that because it's miserable. Basically, where they put the big dudes and they all just try to sit there and screw with each other the whole time. <laughs> um, but like, there's certain things you have to do. Like, you kind of have to you have to keep that scrum up. Like, if you get your feet too far out from under you and it falls down, 
then the referee will penalize you for that. But I've never, I've never had a good grasp of what's going on there. Thank <laughs> God. I, I strumming is the worst part. Like of in general, like <laughs> just getting through all that stuff. If you're in the middle of that mess, it just sucks. So. I bet. Uh, the less knowledge I have about that, the better. <laughs> and then it's, you get, what is it, six, it's five points for a touchdown and then two points for an extra point? Is that how it goes? Uh, yeah, but um, you can't, like, just take the kick. You have to convert the kick from where you scored. So if you scored just inside the sideline, you'd have to make a field goal from anywhere along the sideline you can go back to midfield if you want but you have a you have a good angle but you have to kick it 60 meters mm-hmm. so they usually just kind of pick something like halfway where the angle is kind of tough but the distance is makeable too gotcha and then there's so there was another there's a couple other things that were confusing to me there was a point where okay so there's a point where there's a like nobody's going it's it looks like from a distance it looks like a fumble but it's not a fumble the ball's just sitting there and then the guys they crumb they they cram into each other and then one guy reaches across and like touches the ball and something i like one guy on the other team tries to reach for the ball and if he touches the ball something happened is that a mall or a ruck um, i'm not sure what happened there i would there. say that's probably that's probably like a rock. So kind of like one of the basic rules is that you're not, when you're on the ground, you're not allowed to play. So like if you're up laying, like basically once you get tackled, you have to let go of the ball. So you have like a second and usually what you do is you lay it back towards where your guys are coming from. So it gives you a little bit of an advantage, but, um, if you if there's another guy there from the other team and he's trying to take the ball from you and you don't let go, you'll get called for like not releasing. Um, but sometimes what happens as well is like you kind of come in from you really have to come in from behind the ball. So you can't just like the guy's tackled and he lays it back. You just can't come around the side of those that ball of players that's come like through over the top you can't come around the side so i think maybe what you're talking about is like a player coming in from the side and like trying to get the ball even though he didn't really like go through the proper channel yeah yeah it does and then there was like there was i saw a replay somewhere where they had to go to the replay and they're looking in this pile of man and there's and the, the referee was like whose hand touched that ball you know it's in a big people are standing up and i don't yeah, know yeah yeah like, i know who what touched you're talking it about that was one of the uh that was one of the england tries that was called back yeah and i think what happened is i think the referee called like a knock on there and basically like one of the general rules is you can't cast the ball forward and they don't really distinguish between a forward pass and a forward fumble. So basically, like, if you lose the ball forward, it's a penalty. And I think what happened there is, like, he passed it to a guy. Like, technically, they ruled that he passed to a guy that was in front of him. 
because uh, I don't think it ever hit the ground, but the ball got kind of like knocked loose and somebody in front of him grabbed it. So they kind of ruled that that was like some form of a forward pass, as I recall. Gotcha. Okay. Which was kind of weird. Like, I've never seen something like that overturned, but now that they've got the, uh, you know, they've, they've been pretty heavy on the um, video reviews, which I think is a good thing. But, um, yeah, it's just weird. Like, there's been some situations that I never really thought about come up before, and that would be one of them. Yeah, wow. It was uh, it was something else, and and I really don't think you you really don't need to know. I mean, from a from a layman's perspective, you really don't need to know everything that's going on in the game to really enjoy it, especially at that level. I mean, these guys are yeah. You really it 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 has its own flow that you. It's somewhat shocking at first, but once you get used to it, it's like, all right, I see what's going on here. And the way they Yeah, I think one of the the things that's confusing is just kind of like the fact that when somebody gets tackled, you just kind of have to be onside. So if the ball's kind of back on your side, then everybody has to kind of stay behind that line or you get called for offside. And you're not allowed to block. So basically, if you're in front of your teammate and he has the ball, you're you're kind of worthless. And he can even kick it downfield, but if you're in front of him when he kicks it, you're offside. So it's just kind of like uh, some weird things, but if you kind of simplify it down to a couple of rules, it, it makes sense. So I see. Yeah, okay. So there we are, England beat knocking off new zealand i think the world cup is theirs to lose but what else anything else I about mean, this game after that after that buck kicking i mean they gotta be big favorites and they gotta i mean i think they would be hugely disappointed if they lost at this point <laughs> because okay over in the other semifinal, it seems like it was just a couple teams that got that got lucky draws and they're happy to be there, but boy, they went after each other, and this was a close game, all almost all the way through into the into into the seventies, right? The seventieth seventy something minute. Yeah, I don't think time. it was ever outside of. Well, I think uh, I think Australia took a six point lead early. Wales tied it up. South and Africa, then a you mean? Later, they took a seven point lead, and then Wales tied it up. Tied it up, and. Uh, I think it was decided in like the last five or six minutes. And there were some, there was a couple things in this game. I mean, we'll get to that. I don't, did who are the over? Who was the overperformer in this tournament? More South Africa or Wales? Uh. Or were they boy, both about the same? Question. I would say they're both. I kind of, if you would have told me, I probably would have picked both of these two teams to make the semifinal. And I also kind of thought South Africa had a chance to get back to the final as well. So I, I think it played out kind of how I expected it to. Oh, okay. As far as the, the knockout round, the knockout rounds went, yeah. went chalk yeah. pretty much? Well, it was kind of weird because, like, South Africa ended up in the loss to New Zealand in the pool play, and then basically they were like, well, okay, we lost our pool, 
but now we're guaranteed to not meet New Zealand until the final. So, like, I think South Africa is a very good team, and they, okay, they didn't win their pool, but as a result, they ended up on the other half of the bracket from New Zealand. So, like, I kind of thought they had a, a pretty decent chance to make it back here. And this was kind of a defensive-oriented slog, if you will. It wasn't that yeah, much of a high flyer. You know, it was a it was a really close game, and score-wise, it wasn't like drastically different than the other game, but it was a lot less uh, aesthetically pleasing to watch. There was a lot of kicking and kind of territory stuff, and um, yeah, it just wasn't quite. Uh, quite as exciting as the other game but it was uh you know close the whole game and down to the wire and then there was a couple there was a couple penalties towards the end of this game that that okay you get penalty kicks right so there was a couple clutch penalty kicks towards the end of this game and now i didn't understand why the pen- penalties were given i think one was in a scrum and dude just raised his hand is like oh there's the penalty like everybody was expecting it to happen or something yeah there was uh i mean definitely i think they only scored um how late was that last I, that was in like the last five or seven minutes. Yeah, I think right? it was the 74th minute or 75th minute, something like that. It sounds right. And you got to you got to have uh-huh. ice water in your veins. And it's talk about uh, making a cl- making a clutch field goal in an NFL game is one thing because you're a place kicker and you're not doing anything. But in a rugby game, if you're making a clutch field goal, you've been playing rugby the entire game, getting your ass kicked. Then you got to slow it down and make the kick of the century. It's insane. Yeah, and as kind of we alluded to before, there a lot of them aren't like straight on, you know. Yeah. So yeah, you basically just get to. You get to line it up and kick it without any pressure, but like some of those are pretty damn tough kicks with like a lot, a lot, not a lot of margin for error. So, um, and it I don't know. I think it, it adds an interesting element. It certainly does, and it it's crazy how you know in an NFL place kicking dude takes three steps back and two steps over and he sits there and he line, he puts his finger and he closes one eye and he does the angle thing these rug these rugby guys don't do that they kind of step back they step over they kind of look okay they move around a little bit and then all of a sudden kabam <laughs> but they get a T yeah, they get the they kick just, from a T they're right they're just going for a feel they just want want the right feel i guess and 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 the field goal posts are a lot closer together than they are in the NFL, and you get these crazy angles that you don't get in the NFL because of the hash marks. They don't have hash marks in rugby. <laughs> yeah. Great. They've been. They, I, I feel like the guys have been pretty, doing a pretty damn good job before. Like, I feel like I've seen a lot of those kicks from the sideline make made uh, a lot more than normal. Does does anybody still use? I remember they used to have the little remote control truck with the sand in it to bring out to dudes. Do, oh, dude, still that was great. I was actually thinking about that the other day. I kind of was lamenting that. Uh, I was like, there were you. Well, I remember we used to watch games back in the day, and like one of the like one of the countries had like a little remote control vehicle that would bring a tea out. 
Oh, is that but what then, it was? Oh, I thought it was sand. Okay. But then there was also, I don't remember if there was a remote control vehicle, that, but sometimes they would bring the sand out. And I was like when the dude would just bring the sand, and he'd like build a little T out of the sand and then kick one through. I remember, yeah, I remember that. I didn't see any there remote There might have been cars. both. I don't remember for sure. But, yeah, I definitely remember the remote control vehicle bringing peas out. And it could have been sand or just a pea. Okay. And now is there a specific, is that a special rugby place kicking tee that you can only use one kind of, or is it just anything you can use to hold the ball up? Is there a rule about that? Do you know? Um, I think it's, it, it's definitely a, a little different than football because it's kind of just like, it kind of puts it more on like a tiny pedestal. And I think it makes it a little easier to get it a little higher up and a little, like, kick through it without, um, you know, getting a little higher, you know, like kind of like a golf drive, keep that thing nice and high up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, this wasn't the sexy game that the, the first semifinal was, but what stood out for you? What else stood out for you? I mean, Wales, I just, th- I think it's just cool to see Wales being good at something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I really, I thought it would have been kind of fun to have like the, uh, the subway series between Wales and England. And, um, you know, I forget the guy's name, but, Wales is missing one of their better players, and to me what stood out is they just didn't really have a lot of, like, offensive firepower. I mean, the rest of their game was fine. They played good defense, played hard, but just they, they couldn't really get back, and they didn't have a lot of, like, good attacking options. And so that's kind of what I feel like. This game was a lot of kicking back and forth and kind of positional game. In a, it was definitely a close, close the whole way, but just not, uh, you know, not as exciting as the other one. Yeah, but we got a final out of it, and we got the spring box. So we've got the deer versus the lion, right? Is that right? The spring box of deer. The team? red rose. Oh, the red rose. Oh, that was that what they are? They're the red rose. Oh yeah, the lions are the British. This is the all yeah. team. You know, I actually looked that up after we brought this up a week or two ago with mm. like some of the nicknames and they all don't even really like necessarily have nicknames. Um like, you know, uh France is the Bleu, but then Italy is the Azuri, which is Italian for blue. Mm. And um I don't even think like the I don't even think Ireland really has an official name and I don't know that England is really officially known as the Red Rose, but I hear them called that just because they wear a big red rose on their jersey. But um, I think they, I mean, it's there for the taking for England. And, oh, another thing I liked about England is they start singing Swing Low, Sweet Chariot when when, when they're playing good rugby or something, or when they want them to do well. Is that rugby uh, only, or do they do that for the English soccer team too? I don't know. I feel like I've, I've heard that in um, in soccer as well, okay. but yeah, they definitely. I think they were trying to sing it during the haka, and um, I don't know. It's always kind of fun to watch, like when the crowd 
start like feeling feeling it, and you could definitely hear the uh, the swing load uh, chance late, and I don't know. I just saw a couple things online from the crowd, and everybody looked to be having a blast. Yeah, I would have loved to have spent a month in Japan going crazy with rugby fans. So that's it. The final England, South Africa. What can we expect, Kowski? Well, I I mean, I don't think anybody would have beat England last weekend. Yeah. I mean, they, they that's, like I said, that's the best game I think I've ever seen England play. And if they bring most of that energy for this weekend and I mean they should win in a walk or did they spend it all against New Zealand and and let it down and then South Africa brought just enough to beat I mean, Wales that's and a now they're going to by no means do I expect uh, South Africa to lay down um, I think they were ranked 5th or 6th in the world when they won it in 95 and that's probably about where they were this year. Um, so I expect them to be a scrappy team, but, man, England just looked so damn good this weekend. I just can't imagine. Yeah. I mean, the way they steamrolled New Zealand. New Zealand beat South Africa a month ago. Not drastically so, but, uh, you know, they, they seem to kind of have the game in control, so... I, I expect England to win, but I'm kind of just excited to see something a little different. Um, you know, the last couple World Cups that I've just pretty much expected to, New Zealand to roll through. So I'm kind of excited to see uh, a little something different this year. And that is going to be, is it 4 a.m. or 5 a.m.? Set those DVRs, America. I, I'm not sure when it. I guess. I mean, I'm going to be up booth in either way, so <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Let's see. I'm sure there'll be a a replay rugby finals. There better be Saturday, November sixth, second, with kickoff at nine a.m. 6 p.m. Japanese time. Really? What? Is that true? No. no it's that... probably 9, 9 Japanese time and 6 a.m. here. So I think there's like a three-hour three time difference. So 9 o'clock Saturday, 6 a.m. here. Maybe... Who is South? It's it's eleven a.m. Uh, eleven a.m. in South Africa. Jesus, I don't, it's a, it's a, you know it's South Africa. Yeah. Is it a swing ball. <laughs> it's Over easy. The roof. It's it's hard to find. Rasty Erasmus leading the swing ball. Oh, it, hey, what about the, was the is that Larue dude that they talk about? Is he related to the legendary uh, hooker Ollie Larue, or is he a prop prop? <laughs> Oh, there's a Larue on their team. Uh, there's a Larue on somebody's team. I forget, I don't think it was. Did he play for England, Ali Larue? Uh, I feel like he was South African. Oh, he was South African. I thought I thought there's a Larue on somebody's team. I feel like I I'm, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just, I don't feel like I've noticed that, but. 
I actually did kind of wake up and, you know, I think I put in about 14 hours of drinking on college football Saturday. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, I think I woke up about 4 or 5 in the morning and watched the South Africa Wales game live. So, you know, details might have been a little sketchy. It's 5 a.m. Eastern. Uh, <laughs> 5 a.m. Eastern time. American. <laughs> Eastern American time for those of you listening. Oh wait, the wait! World. I'm sorry. Say that again. It's 5 a.m. Eastern time. Okay, so Saturday. that's probably like that's probably like. Oh, I'm sorry. It's 5 a.m. Eastern time. Is 5 a.m. Eastern time. It's 6 6 p.m. Gotcha. local time. Gotcha. Gotcha. Or eighteen hundred local time. I'm gonna stop using twelve hour clocks. I'm gonna start on the, sa- the sausage hut <laughs> is officially switching to a twenty four hour clock. <laughs> Granite mean? Yeah. Well, whatever that is. I mean, we'll keep our time zones. It's just instead of I feel like it's five like p.m., six, it'll be seventeen hundred. Gotcha. No, I think it's thirteen hours off. But I was trying to. I wasn't accounting for the twelve hour difference, so I was trying to add. Three hours on the five or six. Oh, we instead don't, of thirteen hours on the five or six. We don't. Do we fall back that day, or is it the next day? Uh, we do fall back. Oh, it weekend. is. Oh, Jesus! That, uh, so who knows what time it's going to be on? I mean, well, I that's guess- Sunday morning. So this game is Saturday morning, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's the day before. Gotcha. Falling back. Yeah, we fall back Sunday at two a.m. Yeah, so we get to be in the dark for the next six months or however, four months, whatever. Okay, Kowski, thanks a lot. Hey, we've had, uh, I I think this is going to conclude our coverage of the Rugby World Cup 2019 with our senior correspondent, Kowski. Appreciate you being along for the ride here. Hey, happy to help, man. I, uh, you know, I'll see you in four years. We're (laughs) heading back to... We're heading back to France in four years, and um, I was a little surprised. I went to uh, I went to a World Cup game in France in '07, so we're only going to be 16 years apart between visits. And uh, maybe we can do uh, you know some remote, some remote. Uh, we're going. Some remote from yeah, there. We're going, man. We're going to France. All right, let's do it. All right. Nostrovia, Kowski! Nostrovia, Johnny. Enjoy the World Cup Finals, everybody. It's the last one for four years. And we'll be kicking off Major League Rugby in America this year, too. So buy your tickets now. (laughs) Ha ha!